0: Now give us a king to judge us, like all the nations." This was the cry of the elders of Israel to Samuel in First Samuel, chapter 8. It forms the basis of our current sermon on the sad human inclination that takes sinful men and makes rulers and idols out of them to be lifted up and followed by the masses. Hi, I'm Patty Scalzo. And this is the radio broadcast of Shi'ar Jashub, brought to you by the Church of Shi'ar Jashub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut, and featuring the teaching ministry of my husband, Pastor Greg Scalzo. If you have been listening, you know we are currently in a background study in the Old Testament on heavenly authority, and the book of 1 Samuel has provided us with a wealth of information. When we left off last time, Pastor Greg was contrasting the human kings of this world with the true king sent by God, our Lord Jesus Christ. And he had just read from Colossians chapter 1 and verses 15 to 17. Here now is the conclusion of the Sunday message. (music)
1: image the only true image of God Jesus Christ all things created by him and for him you know you give somebody a little authority in this world and how do they act all of a sudden they stand up nice and straight and when people are not doing well they kind of slump their shoulders they're embarrassed to be in a room but someone has a little success the shoulders go up there's a stride They walk in, they grace the place with their presence, because they've accomplished what? Whatever little thing they're supreme at. You know, if they're the the head of a university, if they're the head of a state. People do this even in small positions. You know, they're the king of their own little town office, in no man's land, in this little tiny town of 500. But they're, they're king of that office, and they walk and they stride in their authority. Even if a person was king of the world, like the Antichrist will be, what does that compare to one who is the image of the invisible God? For by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created through him and for him, and he is before all things, and in him all things consist. He is the creator God. And when he comes down to this world, does he walk around and lord it over? No, he comes humbly. He comes bringing salvation. And our pathetic human nature cannot even understand that because we're looking for someone to walk in and stride over us, a conqueror bent on conquests, as it says in Revelation, as the Antichrist. Him, another, remember we studied that, another they will receive. But the one that comes in love. We're told in Second Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 6, For it is the God who commanded light to shine out of darkness, who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God. How do we know God? In the face of Jesus Christ. When you see that face of Jesus, when you see that humble face in Messiah, you see the almighty God who has all power and dominion but who chooses to serve us. Isn't that foolish? To serve us rather than lord it over us. People in Samuel's day, they wouldn't be able to understand that. Paul felt that the Corinthians saw him as foolish because he didn't abuse them. But this is the wisdom of God because it's based on love. And love is not foolish. Love is wise. He is holy, he is sinless, he's the second person of the Trinity, and only he can fill the vacuum. That God vacuum, that's what that vacuum is that people try to fill in with all these false kings. Only God is supposed to rule. It's not as the nations that they lift up a human into a position to glorify them. This is God coming down to us and becoming one of us to serve us. King of kings, Lord of lords, establishing an eternal kingdom, a kingdom not of abuse, but of holiness and love, based on a recognition and acceptance of who God is. Today is Mother's Day, and this might be odd for anyone listening on the radio, but at the time that we're doing the sermon, it's Mother's Day. And you think about Mother's Day, the closeness between the mother and the child, and that love relationship of providing. He said, what is the heart of God's anointed king like? If you turn to Matthew chapter 23, you can see the heart of the anointed king as he comes into Jerusalem. Here Jesus says about Jerusalem, and remember, he knows they're about to take him, hand him over to the Gentiles, and crucify him. What would you think about people that you know were ready to kill you? How would you feel towards them? What does he say here? He says, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the one who kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to her, rejecting the ones God sends. How often I wanted to gather your children together As a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, but you were not willing. That's the heart of Messiah. That's the heart of the anointed king. As a mother hen takes and gathers her chicks under her wings. That's his love for those people that he knows are ready to crucify him, to gather them together. That's his love for the whole human race that together said no when the king came. The heart of God is love, and someone will say it's soft, but that's for our salvation. There will come a point when no matter how soft God has been to an individual, there are those who will say no, and then God will be hard. He'll say, you don't want any part of me? Then away from me, you doers of iniquity. Be gone to the place prepared for the devil and his angels. Because if such love is shown human beings and we say no, 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 be careful the things you ask for. If a person says no enough to Jesus Christ, they'll get what they want. They'll get an eternity without Jesus Christ. But when you see Jesus, you see the Father, and it'll be an eternity without God. And that's hell. That's Gehenna. He, his heart, desires that none should go there, that all should be saved. He's as that mother hen desiring to bring those chicks under his wings. That's the holiness of God's Messiah. That's the love of God's anointed king. All the other kings reign by the power of the arm. He reigns by the power of his holiness, and ultimately he will be supreme. Because God says in Psalm 2, he says, Why do the nations rage, and the people plot a vain thing? It's an empty thing. It's not going to be successful in the end. The kings of the earth set themselves, and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord, against Yahweh, and against his anointed, saying, Let us break their bonds in pieces and cast away their cords from us. He who sits in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall hold them in derision. Then he shall speak to them in his wrath and distress them in his deep displeasure. And he says, yet I have set my king on my holy hill of Zion. I will declare the decree the Lord has set to me. You are my son, today I have begotten you. Ask of me, and I will give you the nations for your inheritance. That gentle Messiah, in the end, wins. The ends of the earth for your possession. You shall break them with a rod of iron. You shall dash them to pieces like a potter's vessel. Now, therefore, be wise, O kings. Be instructed, you judges of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Kiss, worship the Son, lest he be angry and you perish in the way when his wrath is kindled but a little. Blessed are all those who put their trust in him. Ultimately, that gentle king will rule. He has right now all authority in heaven and on earth. He is now known king of kings and lord of lords. The demons know it. The principalities know it. But someday he will come back, claim the kingdom, and at some point there will be a new heaven and new earth. And all those that reject the reign and the authority of God will be separated out in a place of utter darkness with his weeping and gnashing of teeth, where the worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. Jesus said, but you were not willing. I desire to gather you as chicks, as a mother hen gathers her chicks under her wings, but you were not willing. And the question for those listening today, are you willing? Can you have such a one as Jesus be king in your life? He loves you and he cares for you more than you love and you care for yourself. Do not let the sin and the pride And the arrogance of this world, as in the time of Samuel, as in the time of the Lord, stop you from receiving God's king. They did not recognize the time of God's visitation. And what does he conclude with them in Matthew 23? He says, See, your house is left to you desolate. For I say to you, you shall see me no more till you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. This king, this Messiah, humbly bringing salvation, is not an abuser. He's not a user. He's one who gave his life for us, and he deserves to rule over our lives. Father, we thank you for your king that you give to us. Father, we thank you for the only true king, Only you can reign, and you reign in our lives through Messiah Jesus. Father, forgive us for those times in our lives that we gave allegiance to those who did not deserve our allegiance. Father, that we did not think for ourselves and seek your face. But Lord, we followed like the mob, like the rest of the sheep after strangers that would try to come in and to steal and to harm and to kill. Lord God, help us as a church throughout this world, to understand that there is only one that we owe our allegiance to with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and that's your Son, Christ Jesus. For when we give him honor, we honor you, Father. We thank you for him, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: You have been listening to the teaching ministry of Greg Scalzo, Pastor of Shear Jashub Christian Tabernacle of Madison, Connecticut. We hope you have enjoyed today's study and will be listening as Pastor Greg continues this fascinating and important series. It is always a blessing for the Church to hear from our listeners. Our address is Shear Jashub Christian Tabernacle, Post Office Box 518, Branford, Connecticut, 06405. That address again is Shear Jeshub Christian Tabernacle, Post Office Box 518, Branford, Connecticut, 06405. Sunday service is held at the Madison Memorial Town Hall on Meeting House Lane in Madison. May the Lord keep you safe in His blessed hands as with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength You serve him.